Hey, happy 4th of July. Welcome to Supplement the Faith. Just Brennan, today we're doing something a little bit different. We are just going to be um, talking about some freedoms, freedoms that we have here in this country, freedoms that we have in Christ, and how to compare the two. I think it's easy to take for granted the freedoms that we have in this country, for sure. If you just look at what's going on right now in Hong Kong, other countries throughout the world, Middle Eastern countries, um, Venezuela, other countries where people are literally fleeing um, and seeking to take refuge in the United States. And if you didn't know this, the United States is still the top destination for immigrants and refugees. I get this data from the Migration Policy Institute. The United States is still number one for taking in permanent residents. We took in 51 million immigrants. I'm sorry, we have a total population of 51 million immigrants in 2019. Uh, But we took in 76,000 refugees from 2017 to 2019. And the amount of permanent immigrants that we took in was over 1 million. You can get that from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. That's where I got those statistics from. So what is it about the United States that makes our freedoms here so desirable? Well, I think it's the fact that our country wasn't founded on a ethnicity. It wasn't founded under the authority of a king. It wasn't founded on a religion either. Um, sure, most of our founding fathers were all Christians, but when they founded the United States in the Constitution, there is no state religion. There's no state king. There's no state ethnicity. Uh, we are founded on a system of beliefs and values that every man, no matter of your race, um, your ethnicity, your religion, whatever it is, could live in this country and pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness um, without fear of government oppression. We have some very rare things in this country, and it's it's called the American experiment for a reason, because there's been no constitution that has lasted as as, as long as ours. Our system of government has never, like a representative democracy has never lasted as long as the United States has ever. That's why it's called the Great American Experiment. We're in a time right now where there's a lot of turmoil in the United States, and for good reason, too. But I believe we've gotten through stuff like this before. We'll get through it again. Um, What I hope and pray for is that leaders like Lyndon B. Johnson, like in 1964, when he was leader of the Democratic Party, he was the president of the United States, he had to go to members of his own party, Democrats, and convince them to vote for the Civil Rights Bill that finally gave black Americans and Americans of other color the same civil rights as white Americans. Now, he, when he did that, he was making a big political move because he was having to try to convince people in his own party that they should vote for this bill, finally giving civil rights equal protection under the law to all people it wasn't that long ago. 1964 was not that long ago. And in fact, if you think 2020, that's the 100-year anniversary of women's suffrage. Women's suffrage, the 19th Amendment, didn't get passed until 1920. Women in this country have only been allowed to vote for 100 years. It's crazy to think about. So we had women being able to vote in 1920. African Americans and other people of color still uh, separated legally, didn't have the same rights as white Americans. Um, We were quote-unquote separate but equal. That didn't get abolished until 1964. I still think, though, that this country 
and the freedoms that we have are something to fight for and something to believe in. But we need people like Lyndon B. Johnson. Um, we need people going back even further, um, like Martin Luther King Jr. We need people, leaders, actual leaders in government to step up and to make some productive changes right now to bring healing to our nation. Um, because without that, and if we just keep encouraging divisiveness, we're going to go in the wrong direction. Um, I don't know if you realize this, but people in politics right now are just trying to create more divisiveness for their own political gains. We need someone right now in our government, in public life, to try to unify us and to bring us together because that's how we're going to see true progress. Moving on from that rant, we do have some great freedoms in this country that millions of people are still trying to flock to this country to gain access to those freedoms like the freedom of free speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom of press. Uh, if you just look at what's going on in Hong Kong right now and how they're being stripped away their freedoms, there's been talk about creating a system for refugees to come from Hong Kong to the United States. So we still do have a lot of freedoms in this country, even though we're, we're facing a time in history right now where we are having to reconcile with our past and we're still having to fight for the civil rights of people who have been denied those rights. So we're still a flawed system, but I think we're a system to be believed in because we fight for freedom, not only in our country, but for countries around the world continually. Um, and I think that's something to be proud of for Americans is that we're willing to right our wrongs. We have a system of government in place that can right those wrongs. We have to step up. Leaders in government have to step up to continue to fight for those freedoms. But I think as Christians, as we're reflecting on the 4th of July and the freedoms that we have, um, the freedoms that we can practice our religion without fear of persecution from the government, the freedom that, of press that we have to criticize our own government, um, the entire First Amendment, all of those freedoms that we have, the Second Amendment, which I believe protects the freedoms that are in the First Amendment, all beautiful things to be celebrating on the 4th of July. However, I think the freedom that we have in Christ is worth so much more to be celebrated on the 4th of July. The fact that when you see those fireworks going off, you can think of the fireworks going off in heaven from your own salvation. And I'm referencing there the one sinner um, repenting. Jesus is rejoicing. God is rejoicing in heaven over the one sinner that's repenting and has come back than over the 99 righteous. I think of Romans 8.21. It says that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. 2 Corinthians 3.17 now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So that's for all people in Christ Jesus who have the Holy Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Galatians 2.4 Yet because of false brothers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, so that they may bring us into slavery. So Paul's talking about here, false teachers trying to come in, stir divisions in the church, trying to take away their freedom, that they may go back into a yoke of slavery the slavery that is the bondage to sin. So he's saying, don't give in to that. Continue to fight for the freedom that you have in Christ Jesus, that you're not bound to the law anymore, that you're set free by grace. Galatians 5.1, Paul continues, for freedom Christ has set us free. For freedom Christ has set us free. So we're set free for the sake of freedom, that we're no longer slaves to sin anymore, but that we are now slaves to Christ. He has bought us with his blood, with his sacrifice on the cross. And in that sacrifice, we have 
ultimate freedom. We're loved. We're accepted. We're no longer slaves to the enemy anymore, but we are on the winning side, the side that Christ is on. It's amazing. So do not submit again to a yoke of slavery because you were bought with a Christ. I'm sorry, you were bought with a price. You are now Christ. I feel like I'm rapping over here. Anyways, 1 Peter 2.16, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. So we're called there to use our freedom as servants of God. You can't use freedom from sin and just continue sinning anymore. That's not what Peter's saying here. He's saying living, live as if you are free. Do not continue to give in to the temptations of your flesh using your quote-unquote freedom as a cover-up to just continue to keep sinning. No, that's not the point. Take hold of your life. Take hold of what the Holy Spirit's calling you to do. Do not submit to that yoke of slavery anymore. Uh, live free. You have the freedom. Live in it. Second Peter 2.19, they promised them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever comes overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. So Peter is talking about here the fact that whatever is overcoming you right now, don't be enslaved to that anymore because you were set free. So if you tie all those things together and think about all of that, we have freedom in Christ because he has set us free. He went and sacrificed himself for us so that we could be set free from the bondage of sin. Uh, and we have freedom in Christ to be free from anxiety, free from depression, free from lust, covetousness, whatever it is. We have to take hold of that through faith, trusting in him. And it's not to say that there's not going to be tough times. But in the tough times, in the trials and the suffering, we have joy in Christ because we're free. We're no longer captive to the world. We're no longer captive to ourselves. We're free. And so when you see the fireworks going off tonight, on the 4th of July, or when you reflect on the freedoms that you have in this country, the freedoms that millions of men and women died for, think of the one sacrifice of Christ and the ultimate sacrifice that he set us free. Think about that cost, but also be thankful. Be very thankful for the cost that the millions of men and women sacrificed in this country, that we could live in this country free from oppression, free from fear of government interference in our lives and continue to be praying that more people would feel that freedom in this country because there are people in this country that still don't feel that freedom and pray for leaders to step up to fight for the rights of those people pray for racial reconciliation in this country um, because we still have a lot of work to do but don't forget that the ultimate freedom comes in christ and you can only find ultimate freedom in christ your heavenly citizenship comes first, and then your citizenship to this nation. Don't get them backwards. Remember the freedom that you have in Christ first, and then let that drive you into how you live your life in this nation, how you love people well, how you fight for the rights of others, how you stand up for injustice. It's only through that lens that we can love people well and share the gospel in this nation. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Eddie and I are going to be talking about knowledge. It should be a good one, so we're looking forward to releasing that. And don't forget to give us a review and to tell your friends about the podcast. We would really appreciate it.